This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Like a few years ago, and this was the most embarrassing moment, I called Pascal Siakam, Pascal Siakam. I can assure you that his name is not Pascal Siakam. I said it on a betting show, live on national radio. So, trust me, happens to the best of us. I still think about that moment and, and dying a little that day. I aged a lot that day. I will say one thing about the sports betting community. They care less about pronunciation and more just about winners. That's true. These are people who do not care if you get the names right as long as you give them winner. So there is a little bit of leeway when you do butcher a name here and there, and it's going to happen. But let's bring on somebody who is not butchering names. In fact, he is a seasoned radio professional. You can hear him on (laughs) WIP in Philadelphia weekday evenings and also the co-host of BetQL Daily immediately after us with Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. He is Joe Giglio, and he is joining us on the Roman guest line. So, Joe, have you ever made a mistake on air that you really think about still to this day? So I actually have a funny story about this because we've all done this. We've all butchered names before. So uh, there was a period of time, uh, I think it was early in terms of the year, maybe uh, 2012, where I was doing – uh, part-time radio in Baltimore uh, on the weekends. I, I would do a show on, on uh, uh, a radio station, sports radio station in Baltimore on, on the weekends, a, a Saturday morning. And one of the first shows I did there, guys, was the morning after, I guess it was day two of the NFL draft. I'm trying to remember how it went. But it was the night after the Baltimore Ravens selected an offensive lineman. You, probably, you guys probably remember, he was pretty good for a little while. His name was Kaleche Osemele. And he was from a smaller school. I had no idea who this guy was. Let's be honest. He's a guard from a, you know, I didn't know who he was. And I get on the air the next day, and for three hours, I said his name incorrectly. I, I, I didn't realize it then. And then afterwards, I'm watching more about the draft, and I'm kind of reading more. I'm like, I don't think I said this guy's name right. So I did a three-hour show. Luckily, I don't think the listeners knew much about him either, so I kind of got away with it. But I did an entire show. I think I even said, like, I like the pick or whatever. I'm like, I didn't even say this guy's name right. So we've all been there. It happens to the best of us. Well, to your credit, that sounds like a tough name to pronounce out of the gates. And let's switch gears to the NFL and some of the games on the slate this weekend because it's a good good slate. I'm really excited for a lot of these games. And you've talked about Matt Stafford and still that you have a little bit of trust issues with putting your money on a quarterback <laughs> – I uh, didn't have to do much in the first round of the playoffs against the Cardinals, thanks to Kyler Murray. So do you think this is going to be a big factor in this weekend's Bucks and Rams matchup? So, it, well, he'll have to be more of a factor. There's, there's no question. There's no way that the Rams will be able to go to Tampa and kind of have such an easy time like they did on Monday night. But despite the, the experience factor and then the Brady factor, I'm on the Rams this week, guys. And you know, I was totally wrong last week on the Eagles' ability to go to Tampa and, and keep that closer, win that game. But my mind hasn't changed on Tampa Bay. I still think there's a lot of stuff going wrong there that maybe the scores of these games are not showing us. Tristan Wirfs went out last week. We'll see his availability for Sunday. But that Bucks offensive line on Sunday, once Wirfs went out and Ryan Jensen got banged up, they couldn't block the Eagles, who were one of the worst teams in the NFL this past year at you know actually stacking the quarterback. And now come the Rams with Von Miller. And with Aaron Donald, I think Brady will be under duress. And I think Sean McVay could scheme up enough to give Matthew Stafford, to, you know, to find throws. I don't think they'll be as confused as the Eagles were against Todd Bowles. And, boy, Cooper Cup has torched Bowles before. 
I like the Rams. They beat the Bucks already this year. I think they keep this close. I think they could win this game. We're talking with Joe Giglio, co-host of BetQL Daily, immediately after us following uh, with Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. Joe, I asked this question to Nick Costas last week, and you kind of touched on it because I'm on the Rams as well, and, and one of the reasons why is because I like Sean McVay in this situation and the tools he has at his disposal. So when you try to handicap games like this and you look at the number and the advantages and disadvantages, how much do you take a head coach into consideration? Yeah, I think you have to. Um, I think it's a big part of this. You know, we, we did a, an exercise yesterday on the show. It's kind of fun doing a draft, and we had to pick coach-quarterback combinations left. And if you just did quarterback, you, you could kind of guess how the order would go. But when you throw the coach in there, it's like, boy, this coach really can elevate his team. And Sean McVay is a good coach. And, you know, maybe the last couple of years the shine has worn off a little bit. But, boy, he had a good performance on Monday against the Cardinals. Totally out-coached Kingsbury. He's done that head-to-head their entire careers together in the NFC West. And I go back to the last matchup, Jenks. These teams played each other, Bucks and, and Rams, in, uh, early in the season. And McVay just totally ran circles around Todd Bowles that night. And specifically Cooper Cup. The Bucks had no answer in three career games. I think he's averaged over nine catches per game. I think Cup is the difference. And uh, I, like, I do really like the Rams to put up points that Sunday. So we've talked about the Rams and the Bucks in depth. Are there any other games this weekend that you are either excited to watch or excited to bet on? Yeah, well, I'm excited to watch them all. Chelsea, I, I think this is the best football weekend of the year. You kind of weed out the teams in the, the wild card weekend that, that frankly just didn't belong with the heavyweights, and, and some of these games were obvious. It was just lopsided. Um, but the game I'm most excited to watch is, is the Bills and the Chiefs. I mean, it feels like an AFC championship game, and that's not a slight on the Titans or the, the Bengals. It just feels like the winner of this game will find their way to the Super Bowl and – you know, we saw earlier this year the Bills go into Kansas City, win that game by 18. You dive into the box score of that game, it was weird. I mean, Josh Allen had a great game, which he could certainly do again, and he had an amazing game last weekend. But the Chiefs did turn the football over four times, and I don't think that will come close to happening again. So I think we're in for a very close game, and I really think we could see a crazy amount of points. You know, sometimes these teams, and we see, we see the numbers, the total, you know, it's in the mid-50s here for this game, and you're like, wow, that's a lot of points, and how often do these teams actually go to that total? But, you know, when the Bills are playing the Jets or the Chiefs are playing the Raiders, they can throttle it down in the fourth quarter because they don't have to get to 40 to win or 35 to win some of these weeks. They might have to in this game. I, I think the number will go over, even though it is a very, very big number, and I think it will be a great shootout. The Bills, um, I think they could win the game. I mean, the Bills already won there this year. They're kind of built to beat Kansas City. I think that is uh, going to be a classic playoff shootout. Joe, I love asking this question, particularly because Chelsea is a Titans fan. And I also think it's interesting, which is Tennessee is the number one seed in the AFC. And Mike Vrabel has done a hell of a coaching job. But why aren't we respecting them more based on what they did and how they got here? Yeah, it's a great question. I I said this week, I I think they're the most disrespected or least respected, however you want to say it. Number one seed, probably since the Eagles in 2017. But there was context to the Eagles. They lost Carson Wentz. They lost the quarterback that season who was on his way to you know, an MVP run. So it made sense. Like, oh, they can't win. They lost the quarterback. Obviously, they did. They were underdogs in this round. Titans are at least favorites. But you're right. There's no buzz. There's a lot of people talking up the Bengals to win this game. And I think Brable and the Titans will use that as motivation. I, I think it's just the Titans. I mean, they're never, even when they're good, and they've had a lot of moments of being good, You know, whether it be the, the Steve McNair, Eddie George days when they went to the Super Bowl or the year they were the number one seed with Kerry Collins, the quarterback. It's like the Titans are never exciting, 
They're often very good, though, and I like them this week. I like them to win and cover against the Bengals, even though the quarterback advantage goes to Cincinnati because that defensive line for the, the Titans is incredible, one of the best in the NFL, and we know the weakness of the Bengals is up front. I don't think Burrow will have enough time to take advantage of the weakness in the Titans secondary. I like Tennessee to win. Well, that's what I like to hear because I'm going to the game, and obviously I'm a Titans fan. But we've got to talk Eagles because, you know, you're a Philly guy. You can hear Joe G on WIP on Philadelphia weekday evening. So we've got to talk about Jalen Hurts. He's been making the rounds in the national shows, and people are talking about the future of the Eagles and if Jalen Hurts is truly the answer at quarterback. Do you think he's the answer at quarterback for the future? I think he's definitely the answer for 2022. I'd be very surprised if he's not. Eagles spoke yesterday. They basically said that he's our quarterback. He knows where he stands. Uh, they're going to use their assets to try to build up around him. And, guys, I think that's the right way to do it. I mean, he was bad in his playoff game. I do think he made a lot of strides in his first full year as a starting quarterback. But here's the analogy I'll use for you. And I don't think the Eagles are a Russell Wilson away. I think if they traded three number one picks to get Russell Wilson, it would be a really poor allocation of resources. And, kind of hurt them long term but I look at the Eagles like this they're trying to build this up a lot of draft capital a lot of young players and I don't think it's a bad thing to view Jalen Hurts in the prism of kind of how the Chiefs viewed Alex Smith maybe five six years ago like he's pretty good you can win games with him you can go to the playoffs can you win a Super Bowl I don't know I mean Jalen Hurts is 23 we'll see how he progresses but you could buy your time keep your resources and then if one day you see a Patrick Mahomes in the draft or you see a guy that you think could be special Go up and get him. So I, I think Jalen Hurts is the quarterback for 2022, maybe the long term. Um, but I, I believe what the Eagles said yesterday. He's their guy for right now. Joe, since you're a Philly guy, I wanted to ask you about Joel Embiid's performance last night. 50 points, and in 27 minutes, he could not be stopped. And hitting from all over the floor, even dropped one from downtown. You can get Embiid right now to win the MVP at BetMGM at 8-1. to one. We were talking about how Nikola Jokic, who had that huge triple-double last night, is plus 650. Is there value on Embiid, or are you worried that he's so injury-prone that maybe you're throwing away your money? Yeah, there's value. Uh, there was better value, obviously, a couple of weeks ago before he went on this crazy run. I'm always worried about him getting hurt. It always seems to happen right around January, February. It's like his body needs a break. You know, we'll cross our fingers for him. And, and for the NBA, it doesn't happen this year. But, James, if he stays healthy, he could do this. He is one of the most efficient scorers in the NBA. And I was saying last night, I mean, he was 15 of 17 at the line last night that Joel Embiid is one of the great free-throw-shooting big men ever. I don't think enough people talk about this. He gets 15, 10, 15 points a night from the line. He so easily gets there, and he makes almost all his shots. I mean, I think if you go through history, seven-footers that made 80% of their, th- their free-throw shots in history, it's a very short list, like Yao Ming and, and him and you know, maybe Dirk. I mean, it's a very short list. He gets easy points. If he stays healthy, he certainly will be an MVP candidate all year. Because, you know, that's what stirs the pot in the MVP conversation is free throws. <laughs> but I will say. Well, easy points, you know, but easy but easy points. You know what I mean, Charles. If he's, if he's going to get 15 free throws a night, he's going to have his 30 points easily. Oh, for sure. And I think it's a really interesting point that I had never thought about. But the problem is you have a guy down, you know, out west that is dropping 49 a night as well. And he certainly doesn't have the injury concerns, knock on wood that Embiid has, and that is the Joker in Denver. But great talking to Joji as always. He is the co-host of BetQL Daily, immediately following us with Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth, and you can hear him on WIP in Philadelphia on weekday evenings. Joe, thanks for stopping by. 
Anytime, guys. Talk next week. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.